0: tonight on huckabee illinois congresswoman mary miller a christmas message from comedian gordon douglas county fair blue ribbon champion linda Skeens, actor and country singer john schneider that's trey corley and the music city connection and i'm your announcer keith bilfrey
1: Well, welcome, everybody, and Merry Christmas. I mean, it does start looking like Christmas around here, this beautiful set and all the trees and the decorations. We are so grateful uh, for a tremendous staff who has just done a phenomenal job of making the place look like the greatest Christmas village in the country. We have a wonderful studio audience here tonight, don't we, studio audience? Good people. Yeah. And I have it on good authority that Santa Claus never misses this show. And because uh, Christmas is on Sunday, you know he'll watch this late Saturday night before he gets in the sleigh and heads off. So uh, we may start Christmas Eve show a little early this year, just to make sure he doesn't get late getting to your house. He's got to get to Trey's house. Uh, Trey's got a big load of coal that will be dumped on his yard for a whole lot of reasons. Well, I don't know if you know this or not. I'm sure you do. President Biden announced the release of American basketball player, Brittany Griner from a Russian prison where she had been sentenced on drug charges earlier this year. Now the price for her release was substantial. We ended up trading notorious Russian illegal arms dealer Victor Boot for Griner. Boot is known as the merchant of death. And he was convicted of not only selling arms to terrorists and rogue nations, but for selling arms that were intended to kill Americans. I'm sure that Putin welcomed him home and put him right back in the gun business. You know, it's a real irony that a president who recently denounced law-abiding citizens legally owning firearms, who claims to hate the private ownership of guns, would let a vicious and violent gun dealer out of prison. You know who didn't get out of a Russian prison? U.S. Marine Paul Whelan. Just like in Afghanistan, this administration does leave people behind. Oh, hey, be clear. I'm I'm glad Greiner got out of the Russian prison and is back in America. But I do hope that time in a Russian lockup gave her some somber moments to reflect upon her country. Maybe she'll return a bit more grateful for the United States. Before all of this happened, she famously refused to stand for the national anthem. And she made clear that her lack of love or appreciation for the United States, even though she was willing to make a good living off of this capitalistic world of professional sports. So will her 10 months in a Russian prison make her a bit more tolerant of the America that she thinks is so rotten? I sure hope so. There is reason to fear that giving up a basketball player locked up for illegal drug possession in exchange for a villainous gun runner is only gonna encourage other evil empires to charge and imprison more Americans just for the sake of demanding release of murderers, terrorists, and warlords? And what kind of message does it send to our military that we appear to value athletes who openly hate America over Marines who served with honor? I say again, yes, I'm glad Brittany Griner got free. Yeah, her sentence was ridiculously long for the crime charged, but that's the way they do business in Putin's Russia. If Britney does a mea culpa tour and she admits that she was wrong about America, and that it's a pretty great nation after all, then there may be some value to her release beyond just to her. If she comes back spewing more anti-American hate speech and still refuses to show pride and patriotism when the national anthem is played, I'm gonna feel like we really got hosed even more in this deal. And I, I doubt Joe Biden would do it, but at that point, he ought to admit he made a mistake and asked Putin if he could trade her back for the Marine, Paul Wheeler. <laughs> Congresswoman Mary Miller represents the 15th district of Illinois in the US House of Representatives, where she serves on the Agricultural Committee and Education and Labor Committee. Now, as Republicans take over the House in January, they're going to be investigating the Biden's family extensive multi million dollar business dealings in China, Russia, and Ukraine. You know, the ones that big tech oligarchs and fake journalists tried to hide from the American people. Would you please welcome to the show Congresswoman Mary Miller? <laughs> So glad to have you. You, you are a farmer, you and your family.
2: Yes, we are in central Illinois. Uh, we raise grain. We look I tell people we raise corn, cattle, and kids.
1: <laughs> You've got 20 grandchildren?
2: We're expecting our 20th. You know, but, but I raised seven children, so well, that's well, three when ways. I
1: met you. My first thought was: you're not old enough to have any grandchildren. You're <laughs> certainly not old enough to have 20, but that's pretty awesome. Yes. You know, uh, you're not from Chicago, Cook County, Mm -hmm. the crazy place in Illinois. Yes. And there are sane people that live in your state that don't uh, necessarily. Salt-of-the-earth
2: people, very productive. Um, Most of Illinois is like that.
1: You ran Mm -hmm. for Congress for the first time in 2020. Yes. Got elected. Uh, I, I mean, you know, a lot of people would say, you know, I don't want any part of that. Why did you want to go to Congress?
2: Thank you for asking me. You know, I think so many people today in light of the political environment, they're motivated by fear and anger, but I'm motivated by love. Number Mm -hmm. one, love for my God and my Savior, love for our country, and love for my children and grandchildren. We want our children and grandchildren to have
1: (laughs) I love that. And our audience appreciates that as well. Because I think there's so many people that they they don't want to get in the arena. They they fear that it's going to be rough. It is. uh, Vicious. It is. Mm And so they just sit it out and and you have chosen to go into this very difficult environment. Obviously, there the things that were on your heart, you mentioned your children, Mm -hmm. you're already on the Agricultural Committee. So clearly to bring a perspective, you know, Congresswoman, I don't think a lot of Americans appreciate that farmers don't just feed us, but they actually keep us free. Because if we can't feed ourselves as a country, and we have to get food from somebody else, They own us. Mm -hmm. They own our freedom. So we've got to help people understand the importance of agriculture. Absolutely.
2: Mm -hmm. When I was deciding to run, um, the man that was encouraging me, actually Bill Montgomery, who helped Charlie Kirk get started with Turning Mm -hmm. Point, um I said to him well I'm not a politician I'm not a lawyer and he said Mary number 1 you represent the family which is the foundation of our culture and you represent agriculture and small business and that's the foundation of our economy and it's true you know if we don't feel safe in our communities and our stomachs are empty we're not going to be happy Americans but that family farm is it is facing a lot of challenges right now
1: well, there's no doubt about that, and I hope that you could communicate to some people from urban areas. I saw a survey, they were asking children in New York City, where did milk come from? Yeah. Sixty-something percent of the children said from the store. Mm-hmm. They had no idea that a cow was involved mm-hmm. in the milk that they drank at school. Yeah. I find that disturbing.
2: Yes, well, that's our, that's our education problem, which I'm also on the Education <laughs> and Labor Committee, and I have a teaching certificate and I spent some time in public school I did pod groups before COVID <laughs> and I home educated my children so I've seen curriculum across the public school private and home school uh, or you know options and we have a lot of improvement to do.
1: <laughs> when Congress goes back for the session in January you guys will be in the majority Republicans yes. will have the majority I assume that uh, that is good news very good news Um, And I'm assuming Kevin McCarthy will end up being the speaker. I'm I'm pretty sure that'll happen. Will the Republicans be bold, show some spine, and hold accountable some of these uh, folks in government who have abused not just their authority, but abused our freedom? Will that happen?
2: Well, I'm hopeful about that. I can tell you that some of my friends in Congress are um, committed to that. They don't want to just be placeholders. They don't want to fight on the defense. They got their cue from President Mm. Trump, who fought on the offense for the American people. And, yeah.
1: Yeah, he did.
2: One of uh, of my closest friends in Congress is Congressman Jim Jordan. Yeah. We love him. I'm very excited. He's going to be the next head of judiciary. He's going to take these hearings that we're going to have very seriously. Uh, We've got all kinds of whistleblowers that have come forward, and we want investigations, whether it's the Biden family, Hunter Biden, CDC, what happened in Afghanistan, what's going on at our border. I mean, we've got a lot of work to do.
1: There's a lot that has happened this week. We want you to stick around. We want to talk more, get into the situation with Twitter this week. We're going to take a quick break and continue this conversation. We're going to be right back. Don't you go anywhere. We'll be right back.
0: Selda Cobb, Linda Skeen's award-winning peanut butter fudge, and the Dukes of Hazzard's John Schneider. Keep watching Huckabee. com and sign up for his free newsletter and follow AdGov Huckabee on
3: Twitter.
1: Well, if you're still looking for the perfect Christmas gift for a special family member, or maybe for yourself, how about going with me on the steps of the Apostle Paul cruise? October the 29th through November the 7th, visiting Greece, Turkey, and Italy. We've got the entire cruise ship. You can be among the first to choose your cabin and secure your place for this spiritually uplifting and relaxing cruise with many special guests, including Larry Gatlin. Details at thegreatesttrip.com. Well, welcome back to the segment. We've been talking with Illinois Congresswoman Mary Miller. She serves on the Agricultural Committee, Education and Labor Committee. Uh, Congresswoman, we're very honored to have you here. And I want to get into this whole thing that we've heard so much about this week. Mm-hmm. Twitter, it's been revealed, uh, they, they've really been working hard to suppress information and to keep Americans from finding out certain things. Uh, I mean, that's a serious thing. There were Twitter executives, including Jack Dorsey, who from all appearances, mm-hmm. lied to Congress, and they were under oath when they did that. Yes. Will anything happen to these people?
2: Well, absolutely. Congress is going to be investigating this. Like you say, they are uh, extensive, 1000000 dollars business dealings with China, Russia, and yeah. Ukraine. And I'm just grateful that eventually the truth comes out, and we need to hold these people accountable.
1: We absolutely do. I, most of the folks here in our audience, if they were stealing or lying, they're not going to get away with right. it. Right? Why should people elected? Why should people who are billionaires mm-hmm. get away with it? They shouldn't.
2: Right. Well, we have two systems of government now. I mean, I think we've seen that the yeah. past couple of years. And it's most unfortunate. And President Biden has weaponized, like, the DOJ and the FBI going after regular Americans and then giving people like Dorsey and others a pass, Biden's, you know, uh, his his whole
1: family. I, I just worry that you know this will be another thing, and the press will say, "Oh, there's nothing to see here. Right. Uh, this is not a real story," but it is a real story. When people who are making decisions about voting yes. are kept from the truth, whether it's about COVID right. or whether it's about uh, the Biden family criminal enterprise, mm-hmm. and if they don't have that information, there's a certain reality that not only is it a restraint of trade. Yes. Um, but that's electioneering. I mean, that is tampering with an election.
2: Well, and I believe it would have changed the results of the 2020 election because if the American people would have heard 10% for the big guy, yeah. I believe it would have changed the election results.
1: And maybe there would have actually been some reporters with integrity yeah. who would have demanded some accountability for who is the big guy. Yeah. And and how come he got 10%? And how come his son flew on Air Force Two to China and made business deals? I mean, those are serious Issues.
2: It is, but there's people out there like Jim Jordan and others that are going to pursue this investigation. Fourteen whistleblowers have come forward, and actually, I know a lot of your audience are God-fearing people, and today I was reading in Matthew 25 about the unprofitable servant, mm. and the problem wasn't that he was a murderer, he wasn't a robber, he was a do-nothing. <laughs> and we have yeah. got to quit being passive. We will be rolled.
1: Yeah. That is so very true, which is why I hope that people who have been elected will recognize nobody sent them there just to enjoy the atmosphere of Washington, Yes, but to, to fight for the people mm-hmm. who sent them there and who pay the salaries. That's just so very vital.
2: And it's not just Congress. It's not just Washington, D.C. I want people not to to diminish the impact of local... And state Mm. offices. Every person has a realm of influence. And I just want to tell people, don't be passive. Find your place in the battle and get busy. Don't be a do-nothing.
1: 100%. You know, the most powerful place, school boards. Oh, yeah, School boards. Mm -hmm. And we're seeing parents now show up at the school board and saying, you are not going to throw that book at my son or my daughter. You're not going to tell my daughter, who's a teenager, Mm -hmm. that she has to just take it when some biological male comes in and wants to take his clothes off in front of her and showers with her. Mm -hmm. That ain't going to happen in our
2: school. And I'm so grateful for the parents that are fighting back. And I want to say, carry on. We cannot, you know, give up this battle. We have too much to lose. We all want our children and grandchildren to have access to the wonderful freedom and opportunity that we've had. And what are we going to say to them? Well, I've heard your daughter's story of, um, you know, uh, in politics with you and basically the same thing, so...
1: Well, I'm keeping an eye on her. She better do well. I can tell you that. Yeah. I, I'm going to uh, make That's sure good. she. But I'm not worried about it because she has convictions, yes. and they're biblical convictions. Mm-hmm. And and I think we need so many people. And I'm so grateful for you because you don't just come with political mm-hmm. views, but with biblical mm-hmm. convictions that you're just not going to roll over mm-hmm. for.
2: Actually, this week I got asked to speak before the Republican conference. And I reminded everybody, number one, without vision, the people perish. Mm. And I prayed, God, give us a vision of how to battle evil. Let us lay aside malice and selfish ambition. Let us make it our aim to please you and to remember that we are going to give an account for what we do with these opportunities. So,
1: Well, Congresswoman, I want you to know I feel much better about the future of our country and party. Knowing that you're uh, in Congress, and I hope you don't change and you just keep the fight with your courageous convictions. The Lord knows we need you there. As I like to say, doing the Lord's work in the devil's town, Washington, (laughs) D.C. Thank you. Well, to keep up with Mary Miller, just head over to Huckabee.tv. We have all the links to follow her on social media. Uh, Keith Bilby right now is doing a little uh, following himself. He's following around to see what else we have coming up on the show. Well, coming up, a very special Christmas performance from comedian Gordon Douglas and later
0: Blue Ribbon home cook Linda Skeens is on Huckabee. shopping with a visit to the Huckabee Shop. Go to Huckabee.tv and get 30% off premium American made merchandise. You better hurry.
1: Well, welcome back to the show and a very Merry Christmas. You know, Keith, we've got some pretty big stuff coming up. Yes, next we week. have. I don't know if you've looked ahead that far out in the future over the horizon, but Sarah Carson And the super collies are going to be with us. Oh, I love collies. I used to have a collie. Did you really? Yeah. And you know what else we're going to have? The former vice president of the United States, Mike Pence, is going to be right here in studio with us. I have always wanted to meet that man. Well, we're going to make that happen just next week. But you know what we have right now? Keith has taken us all on a tour of a very fun town just a few hours from Nashville for Icon to Town.
0: In the heart of the Blue Ridge Mountains of Georgia, there's a unique town that takes you to another place altogether. That town is Helen. Just one look, and you'll think you've been transported to an alpine town in Bavaria, Germany. Like walking into a fairy tale, Helen is just full of charm and wonderment. The town is famous for its fall and winter festivities, beginning with a huge Oktoberfest, and then slides right into the merriest season of all, the festive and exciting german christmas time celebrations the lights in downtown are enchanting you get pulled into this magical landscape of twinkle and charm the christmas spirit just washes all over you the christmas market offers a traditional german experience with gifts specialty shops decorations and treats of all kinds then there's the glorious annual christmas parade see handcrafted beautifully designed floats and German Christmas characters kicking off an enchanting Christmas season. There's something special about seeing the Bavarian architecture decorated with Christmas lights, garland, and ornaments while Christmas music fills the streets. And you'll just love that mouth-watering smell of German cuisine. Sweets and coffees just wafting through the town. Ride the Georgia Mountain Alpine Coaster. Now, to make sure you ride it at night for the greatest view of all the Christmas lights. Celebrate a Victorian Christmas at historic Hardman Farms. Historians guide you through the house dressed in authentic clothes, and each room has a Christmas tree, which makes for a warm and beautiful visit. And one of the most popular gifts of all time was born in this neck of the woods, the cute and cuddly Cabbage Patch Kids. Visiting here during the holiday season is one of the most memorable and best Christmas gifts you could ever give yourself. And that's why Helen, Georgia, is our kind of town.
1: I can see why it is our kind of town. What a beautiful, beautiful town. Just looking at all of that makes me want to go. I hope you'll do it. We want to thank the Alpine Helen White County Conventioner and Visitors Bureau, as well as Mountain South TV for helping us tour their wonderful town. You know, you can plan your own visit to Helen, Georgia by visiting the Visitors Bureau website. To know how to get there, go to huckabee.tv. We have a link directly to them, and I hope you make it before Christmas. And also, if you know a great town that we ought to make our kind of town, maybe do it in 2023, email us. At mytown at TBN.tv. I hope you'll tell us about it. Well, we're excited to have our next guest back. He's a comedian, pastor, and founder of Operation Belly Laughs. I love that. And Belly Laughs provides comedy DVDs for our troops because they need some laughter. He and his wife, Dawn, were named Pennsylvania's Parents of the Year. And his first drive R comedy special is coming up soon. Tonight, He's got something different and very special to share with us for Christmas. Would you please welcome back Gordon Douglas? Merry
4: Christmas. Merry Christmas, everyone. Did you hear it? Did you hear it? He mentions that I do comedy and I met people like Carol Burnett, Dick Van Dyke, Jay Leno. Everybody's like, yay, cool. And he's a pastor. Oh. Loves Jesus, bummer, right? Hey, God has a sense of humor, amen? It's good stuff. You take a comedian and put him in a pulpit, you're asking for trouble. I was so excited when I became a pastor, I forgot to take the offering the first three weeks. (laughs) Ushers were in the back waving the offering plates. (laughs) I thought, what's that, silent tambourines? What are they doing back there? (laughs) And it was an old church, how old? Half of this audience would be in my youth group right here. (laughs) It was an old church. The head of our deacon board, his social security number was six. (laughs) Hey, the funniest thing that ever happened to me was at my first funeral. I wanted it to be perfect. I wrote out my scriptures and prayers on three by five cards, put them in my Bible, got up to the graveside, opened my Bible to read the prayer, and all my notes fell out into the grave. (laughs) It is a true story. I love it. I love to do comedy and preach. My favorite, do comedy Saturday night, stay over and preach the next day. I love doing that. I was at a big church down south, it had 6,000 people, three bathrooms. First, second, third John. Oh, you guys are fun. Now, I'm not lying. They had seven parking lots. To remember where your car was, they named the parking lots after the fruit of the Spirit. If you want love, joy, or peace, you got to show up early. (laughs) You come late, you're in long suffering. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) But you know, there are a lot of folks looking for love, joy, and peace today, aren't there? There's a lot of folks just not experiencing that Christmas joy. So I think back to my first Christmas as a pastor, I wanted Christmas Eve to be special. So I prayed, Lord, give me me a way to tell the world's greatest love story in a way that people wouldn't forget. And the spirit of God came on me and he gave me this. Trey, if you can tickle the ivories for me, kind of set that mood. You see, it was the night before Christmas and throughout Galilee, all the people were traveling because Caesar made a decree. And to Bethlehem they went. It was no easy ride for Joseph and Mary, his pregnant young bride. And they were tired and weary. It was such a long trip. And the hotels, well, they were booked up. But then they got a tip, a stable for my wife, Joseph said with a frown, but, but my Mary's in labor. She's, she's got to lie down. But it was out with the cattle, the sheep and the straw that the birth of our Savior came, the King, Lord of all. Although shepherds were gathered on the side of a hill, sheep nestled together, so run of the mill. But then the glory of God and his angels appeared. Shepherds were speechless, they trembled and feared. All glory to God and peace on the earth came a message of joy announcing Christ's birth. So off to the stables, their courses they flew to find a Messiah in a manger and swaddling clothes too. Oh, but they found that young couple so humble and mild. They knew in a moment, (laughs) this was the Christ child. But over in Persia, there rose such a clatter that the Magi were summoned to see what was the matter and what to their studious eyes should appear, but but a new star up in heaven so bright and so clear. Over mountains, through deserts, no armies or beasts could hinder the journey of those kings of the East. They stopped in at Herod's. They shared the good news. We've just seen the star of the king of the Jews. Well, Satan heard too, and he went right to work. He called a big meeting, then turned with a jerk, and the demons then plotted a sinister plan. We'll kill all the babies. We'll use Herod, our man. But while Joseph was sleeping, that long winter snooze, an angel came and said, Get up, there's no time to lose. And they got up at once and to Egypt they fled where they waited and waited till Herod was dead. Well, Jesus grew up, he, he was a godly young man. Now he was ready to fulfill God's plan. The gospel, God's kingdom is what Herod, was what Jesus taught and many a miracle from his hand was wrought. But then came a strange day. It was at the Passover feast. Satan used a disciple to betray him, that devious beast. Jesus was broken and beaten. There was sorrow, such grief. Those thorns, they encircled Christ's head like a wreath. And Mary's precious young baby, the fruit of her womb, lay lifeless and still in a cold, borrowed tomb. (sighs) But after three days... He arose in a flash. He loosed all the captives and tore open the temple sash. And then he proclaimed as he rose out of sight, go tell all the nations, there's forgiveness tonight. Oh, oh and love one another till I come again. Oh, you better be ready. You won't know just when. Well, it's a few weeks before Christmas. What would he say if that king of glory were to come back today? Friends, there's no need for the grief or the doubt. The Messiah has come, so don't be left out. When he opens his book, will he find your name? Or will you stand condemned with your head hung in shame? These days before Christmas, those angels still sing each time that a person makes Jesus their king. He reigns now in heaven on his throne up above, still offering to each of us the gift of his love, forgiveness, and heaven. (laughs) That is hard to conceive, but that's what God promises if you'll just believe. So if you haven't, oh, please, trust him, my friends. He'll make your life right. It's the reason for this season. God bless you, and good night.
1: That was beautiful, Gordon. I think you just told us, but I was gonna ask you, how do do you keep the traditions of Christ in your Christmas in your family. Yeah, but the last time we mentioned, you know, we have 24 children that
4: we've taken in. Wow. In addition to the five birth kids God surprised us with. <laughs> <laughs> and and really we want them first to know it's about giving, not getting. Yeah. So when my kids were little, we used to give them all $5 and they had to support a missionary and before they could open their gift, they had to tell us about the missionary they picked and why. Uh-huh. And now
1: that they're adults, we still keep that tradition going. I love that. What a great reminder of why there is a Christmas season. By the way, look for Gordon Douglas' new Dry Bar comedy special coming soon and check out his book. It's called Growth Spurts and Growing Pains and a whole lot more. Go to Huckabee.tv. We have a lot of information on Gordon Douglas that you're going to want to see. Keith, he's cooking up something for the viewers. Tell us about it.
0: Well, funny you should ask. Forget your diet. Internet cooking sensation Linda Skeens is about to show us how to make her award-winning Christmas fudge. It's next on Huckabee.
1: You are gonna love this next segment because my next guest is an Appalachian grandmother who went viral after she won 30 ribbons, that's right, 30 ribbons, at the Virginia Kentucky District Fair. Her blue ribbon dishes, yeah, give her a hand. Thank you. Well, her blue ribbon dishes ranged from, get this, from pies to sauerkraut. Now, I didn't say she made sauerkraut pies. I'm pretty sure there is no No. such appetite for that. But her first cookbook called Blue Ribbon Kitchen, it's coming out this summer. We have a copy of it. You can already order it now. She is with us to show off some of her Blue Ribbon winning recipes and show us how to make her very special Blue Ribbon winning peanut butter fudge. Please welcome Linda Skeens. Thank you. Linda, thanks for coming.
5: Thank you so much. Appreciate it.
1: You know, somebody who has won Blue Ribbons at the fair you're going against some pretty tough competition.
5: Oh yeah. So do.
1: we're going to do tonight peanut butter fudge. That's right. How do you make peanut butter fudge? First of all, you get you a big pot. You got one. Yes. There
5: you go. And as, as I was telling Mike, we drove six hours from Virginia yesterday, and I brought the stick of butter to go along with the other ingredients, but I left it in the hotel room, so we'll just have to pretend it's here.
1: <laughs> we're going to we're going to pretend that there's butter in here, yes. a whole stick of butter.
5: But first thing you do, you put your stick of butter in the skillet or a big pot. You put your stove on medium heat. You melt that butter. Then you put your white sugar in it. you want to go ahead and put it in it? Sure.
1: How much is that? That's four cups. Four cups of sugar and butter. We're already there. I mean, come on. Let's face it. This is going to be good. Then you put one cup of packed brown sugar. Mm-hmm. This then is...
5: you put... A can of evaporated milk.
1: Okay, is that like I, Eagle brand milk or? No, that's milk? regular milk. Regular and milk, like I, Pet milk or something like I that. I don't
5: know if any of you folks out here, my mama called it cream. She didn't call it evaporated milk. And my daughter said, you can't call it cream on TV. You have to call it evaporated really? milk.
1: Really? Why is that?
5: I don't know, but now all the people in my family called it cream.
1: We like, call it cream. If we want to call it cream, by golly, it's <laughs> going to be cream on the huckabish yo. All righty.
5: But anyway, you bring this, you stir it up together good, bring mm-hmm. it to a boil, a good rolling boil. All right. You know what I'm talking about. Then you time it for seven minutes and boil it seven minutes. Then when you take it off the heat, you add a 16-ounce jar of peanut butter.
1: Creamy and or cream. Crunchy.
5: Cream, you can use whatever you prefer. I'll use the creamy, but you can use either one. Okay, all right. Then you have a seven-ounce jar of marshmallow cream. Uh Uh-huh. Then you have a teaspoon of vanilla extract. Uh Uh-huh. You just stir all that together, mix it really, really good, put it in a buttered nine-by-13 dish, chill it two hours, and that's what you get. That's it? That's it. It's simple, and everybody that's—I ran into a lady at Royal King, and she wanted her picture took with me. She said she made it for a church dinner, and everybody loved it, and it was the easiest stuff she'd ever made.
1: Are we going to get to try some of this right now?
5: Yeah, it, Oh, I brought it to you De. I don't want it.
1: <laughs> mm. Trey. Keith, if you want some, you can come get it, but you better hurry because it's going quick. All right, that's nice. <laughs> this is good when, stuff. When I did it on
5: Today Show, Peter already
1: bit off the first part of that. it melted
5: in his <laughs> mouth I did it on Today Show.
1: This is really good.
5: Thank you. Appreciate it.
1: I like this better than the regular fudge.
5: Yeah, the brown sugar, I think, gives it a little zing.
1: Mm-hmm. I like it better, too. But it's the, my
5: husband's favorite.
1: The texture is I've been is cooking great. for
5: him 58 years, so he knows good stuff.
1: <laughs> While well, I'm... Dissolving this in my mouth, you brought some other things here. What else we got here?
5: I have mm. cookies and cream fudge, which is made with condensed milk, white bacon chocolate, and Oreos. I have my homemade brownies that's made from a recipe that's like 30 years old. Mm-hmm. These are um, cranberry white
1: chocolate chip oatmeal cookies. Wow. And are you guys uh, feeling yourself salivating for <laughs> Christmas treats right now? You know, I'm thinking... That this was simpler than I was expecting it to be.
5: It is simple. It's most of my. I like to cook simple. I like when I first got married. I wasn't. A, I was 16, so I wasn't mm-hmm. a very good cook. You can ask my husband. But anyway, <laughs>
1: I'm not. I'm not going to ask <laughs> you anything. Ask him. Uh, I learned. You made up for it, honey. I'll I tell you, you have. I learned
5: a lot of it on my own. Mm-hmm. And I used to watch these cooking shows, and they would have these big fancy ingredients, big pots that I didn't have or didn't know how to get them. I like to cook something simple that everybody tells me. The pinnacle fudge I made, I had 750,000 people watch me make it. And they said it was so simple and so good that that's what they liked about it.
1: See, I do think that that's what's missing in a lot of cooking recipes. A lot of people are not master chefs. No, They need something simple that they can actually do. What you've just showed us is something. Are all these recipes simple recipes?
5: Yeah, they're simple. They're easy to make. So
1: beyond the desserts, which obviously you're great at, do you have a couple of other things that are in the cookbook that we're going to want to
5: try? Actu- like- uh, there's peach raspberry jam. That won me $100, this- the little jar.
1: Whoa, in- what did you say? $100?
5: A food City did a uh, jam contest in 2018 at the Russell County Fair, and I won $100 and a blue ribbon with the peach oh, raspberry. Oh, I thought it
1: cost $100, and I'm going to say oh. it's a little over I my want budget here.
5: I to- $100 for making that. I'm going to it's peach raspberry. The red raspberries give it a different flavor. I'm
1: not going to stick my finger in it because then that would contaminate it. Oh, you have it, I, I got But to I am going to try it. Mmm, it's different. Mm-hmm. Peach raspberry. Yeah. And I'll give you a blue ribbon for that. The other
5: one's strawberry, and the other one's my salsa.
1: You know, oh. you can't go wrong with these, Linda. That's good stuff. Thank you. I'd pay you $100 for that. You I'm telling you, it, it good. You can Take it
5: with you if you want it.
1: Well, I have I'm to fine. now. I'm sticking my finger in it. That's the whole <laughs> idea, right?
5: Well,
1: I, All right, I'm going to give you... The Huckabee Show Blue Ribbon for a job well done.
5: And you know, the one thing I hope people take from this, a lot of people don't can anymore. Yeah. They don't craft and quilt anymore and things. And I think stuff like that's important. And with my age group, if people don't learn to do it, it's probably just going to die out.
1: And that would be a shame because this is great stuff. Linda Skeens, we are so so glad to have you here. Appreciate (laughs) it. We are so glad to have you. Thank you, dear. Thank you. Now, to follow Linda Skeen's online and to pre-order her upcoming cookbook, Blue Ribbon Kitchen, with all these great recipes, if you go to Huckabee.tv, we're going to connect you. What a great Christmas gift idea would be to pre-order this cookbook, and somebody's going to be cooking for you. That's a good idea. Now, if Keith can just stop eating fudge over there for maybe a second... Hopefully he can tell us what's coming up next.
0: Well, you know, it's hard to announce with peanut butter in your mouth. But up next, Mike unveils his recording debut with country star John Schneider on Huckabee. Mm-hmm.
1: You know, it's that wonderful time of year again when Samaritan's Purse does their Christmas gift catalog of giving. It's a really fun way to shop for gifts for people in need. You can gift anything from hot meals for a child all the way to building a hospital for a community to supporting persecuted Christians. So many things, 41 gifts of hope to choose from. Please go to Samaritan's Purse website or call them today. Make this Christmas really special for someone in need. I want to just say thank you and God bless you for caring. Now, I've told you how getting a guitar for Christmas when I was just a kid, 11 years old, shaped the whole direction of my life. It really did. Well, I've just made my very first music video with celebrated actor and country superstar John Schneider for a terrific song called A Guitar for Christmas, all about raising money for two really great charities. Let's watch.
6: Gibson will do, You're no offender or a mark, oh, it's really up to you. I want a guitar for Christmas, put it underneath my tree, I said, won't you be so kind and leave one there for me.
1: Please welcome the owner of Guitar Wishes in Lincoln, North Carolina, Roger Calhoun, and my friend, John Schneider. Welcome, guys. Great to have you here. Great to be here. Great to be here. Love it. Fantastic. This is Yeehaw! such a fun project. Uh, John, you do the vocals on this song. You just saw just a little bit of the video from it. But you played the bass. I did play the bass. Yeah, that was fun. Did. Getting to go to a recording studio and do that. We put together. This is the uh, the CD, CD of it. Mm-hmm. It can be downloaded off uh, virtually any music platform. Mm-hmm. Roger, before I get to John, I want to ask you about why did this whole thing come about? What was it that intrigued you and some of the folks you work with?
7: Well, Guitar Wishes, in the past, in the last couple of years, we've done um, charity raising money for vets. Um, Nam Nights is one of the organizations that we've (laughs) built guitars for and gave every year. And... Thank you. And we came together as a new company, Center Stage, which develops artists. And we decided, let's go to the next step. So we reached out to you and John. And the reason we chose you guys, straightforward, because we knew how you stood for the American dream, Mm. the military, the first responders. And we were so fortunate you guys did it, because you guys really didn't have time in the schedule to do it. Your daughter was running for office,
1: you yeah. were in, congratulations. You're doing Thank a movie. You. Yeah. Yep. Right in the
7: middle of yep. getting that the done. The movie released that night. We were in the studio and John was double. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was cool. <laughs> it really was. But it was one of those things. It was people may time these guys.
1: And John, there's something special going on here. In addition to the song, and they'll hear that in a moment. Uh-huh. Uh There are two handcrafted amazing guitars that are up for auction. Yes. And all the proceeds are going to go to Tunnel to Towers. One of them's right there. guitars for Vets. Yeah, That's one of them's the one. right there.
3: I'm going to play that for, uh, when we do the song, I'm going to be playing that uh, that guitar. And uh, it's a great guitar. And this is a great guy. My guitar is, I have my dad's old uh, Harmony guitar and it was a wreck. <laughs> and this man had it completely restored for me and uh, sent it back to me. And it's beautiful. And it's wonderful. This man has a wonderful heart. So it's not just about this project, just in general, this man has a wonderful heart for those who love music and for those who love this
1: country. And we're going to tell everybody during the course of the segment, how they can get in the auction, because yep. these guitars are worth a lot of money because they they're are. handcrafted. These are not- These are you not know, CNC
7: cut. These they were hand-cut. not
1: made off a machine. Somebody yeah. handcrafted them with great right. care. They're worth a lot of money. One's an acoustic, one's an electric. Right. John's going to play the electric tonight in our, uh, in our presentation. But, John, you, you are involved in so many things. I don't know of anybody that does not love you. You're one of the really most fun people to be around. The movie you just came out with called To Die For, uh, it's out there right now. Right? It's
3: out there right now, and it is— uh, I don't understand how people don't relate taking a knee while we're having our national anthem to insulting our military. I don't understand how they don't do Yeah. That. So, thank you. Thanks. So we made a movie called To Die For that is about a Marine, which, you know, should have been traded instead of a basketball player, as as you said. Mm-hmm. Um, who wakes up in a world where he finds that flying the flag from the back of his El Camino makes him the good, uh, pardon me, makes him the bad guy. <laughs> and the young man, the 17-year-old high school quarterback who took a knee during Friday's game, is the good guy. <laughs> and he doesn't understand how that could be possible. So if if you want to see a movie that gives voice to all of the frustration that you have with what is currently going on, then please watch To Die For. I tell people, go to todieformovie.com. If you love the trailer, you're going to love the movie, and you need to see it. If you go there and you hate the trailer,
1: you are going to hate the movie, and you really need to see it. (laughs) (laughs) What a great way to sell the movie, John. I like that. And I think it's very appropriate. Your movie, To Die For, comes out as we're talking about ways to help our veterans. Frank Siller and the Tunnel to Towers organization. Yes, great. I love these guys. I give every month to them. Right. I have a draft that just automatically pays them every month because they give about 94, 95% right. of all their funds- love it. Directly to first responders and our military right. veterans. Great organization. All the auction funds. And the funds from the sale of the song are going to Tunnel to Towers and Guitar for Vets.
7: And if I could say something too, the reason we chose a Christmas song is because we gave all the rights to the Christmas song over to those two organizations, Tunnel to Towers and Guitar for Vets, splitting it down the middle. And every year when that comes back out for Christmas, yeah, that's going to go back to those organizations.
1: It'll be a perpetual so. that's great. gift, right? That is fantastic. Yep. Well. You know, we can sit here and talk or we can go over and play the music. I kind of think, John, we ought to crank this I thing I think we up. ought to crank it up. We'll I do too. Up. You're going to love the song. And you can stream or download a guitar for Christmas right there at all your favorite music sites. Or if you go to Huckabee.tv, we have links to the guitar auction and to the song's website where you can make donations to Guitars for Vets and Tunnel to Towers. Now, stay right where you are. John Schneider and I are going to perform a guitar for Christmas Live, and I'm going to be playing my new Box Clubman bass. its I say it's new. The band found it. It was made in 1963. It is identical to the bass guitar that I had when I was 12 years old. And I am so excited. You heard me talk about it a couple of weeks ago. That's what I'm playing tonight. We'll be right back with the song. Don't miss it.
0: Performing a guitar for Christmas with Craig Poorley in the Music City Connection and Mike on bass, here's John Schneider.
6: Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs>
0: Woo!
6: <laughs> Ever since I was a young boy, I set my list your way. And every year I struggle. I was wondering what to say. It shouldn't have been difficult. It always stayed the same There was only one thing I needed That would bring me pain I want a guitar For Christmas A Gibson will do A Fender Or a Martin It's really up to you I want a guitar For Christmas Right underneath my tree To settle once you Be so kindly i made it right up upon that stage I was playing just like Clapton Or well, maybe Jimmy Page Well now that I am older My priorities have changed So Santa, don't you worry Cause my list is still the same What do I want? I want a guitar for Christmas A Gibson will do You're no offender or a Martin. It's really up to you. I want a guitar for Christmas. Slip it on. song I hear. Yeah, clap. I won't need any lessons. You know I play them all by ear. My friends all think I'm crazy, but I know I'll prove them wrong. So Santa, if you're listening, I've written you this song. I want a guitar for Christmas. A Gibson will do. A Bender or a Martin. You know it's really a Slip it underneath my tree. Said, oh, "Won't you be so kind and leave one there for me?" for Christmas,
2: didn't he, Mr. Governor?